the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. All right. Uh, I guess, the, you know, the world's all a flutter right now. They think that these uh, corporate taxes are just Grand, they're just great. Hey, polls, yeah, get polls coming out there. Broad support for Biden's corporate tax increase and infrastructure bill. Um, yeah, this is a reason why democracy sucks. <laughs> I'll say it right here. Uh, just because there's a majority uh, doesn't make it right. Again, uh, majority of the people did not want to free the slaves. Then, you know, democracy can be described as we often has as uh, 10 wolves and four sheep deciding what they're going to have for dinner. How's that going to work out? Um, The word democracy, even though you get these, uh, you get college professors actually going on cable news networks talking about we live in a democracy. We have a representative republic that protects the rights of the individual. Now, again, progressives can't stand that. Progressives, they can't stand the rights of the individual. They don't like that. If you don't get your mind right, you're not a part of it. They want to eliminate you. Again, you go back, you can study um, the elitists at the turn of the, uh, well, the 19th century to 20th century, Woodrow Wilson and uh, his crowd and, and what they wanted to do with the country. But okay, let's just move on from that right now. So you got to be, um, poll reveals that, uh, wow, broad support for Biden's corporate tax increase. Yeah. Yeah, we have broad support for that. Iraq war too. How'd that work out? Broad support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people just don't know. It's, it's, again, um, education system here in this country is not very good. Um, yeah, I describe education. It's up to the parents. It's a reality. Uh, schools are a tool. They are. Schools are a tool, and you can use that tool uh, as you see fit, but it's, it's not everything. It's not the end all, be all by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, how many, how many listeners program had teachers that were just godforsaken awful? Awful teachers. And some of them, some of them were nice people. I, I remember one, one of my social studies teachers, this was, um, <laughs> this, this, was in, uh, this was in high school. That's 10th grade. And the funny thing was, is he was dating the mom, I went with the mom of my girlfriend at the time, and he was one of my football coaches, and I liked him. He's a nice guy, but man, he was a horrible teacher. What was it? It was uh, European study, global study, something like that. Oh my God, it was awful. It was awful, and, and I'm one that likes to read, and he just made it terrible. But anyway, neither here nor there. We all know. I'll get people like that. Schools are a tool, but, but kids don't understand. People don't understand how money works. They have no idea. People get duped and ripped off and scammed all the time. People don't understand how interest works. They don't understand compounding interest. None of that stuff. And you expect them to understand corporate taxes? They don't have any idea how 
corporate tax, how they're taxing themselves. Most people don't. Trust me, I I try to explain it here on the uh, program all the time. Uh, and, And guess what? Guess what? You know, again, it falls on on deaf ears. But anyway, anyway, you got to move on. You got Janet Yellen, um, op-ed piece in the uh, Wall Street Journal talking about a better corporate tax for America. Our plan reverses the mistakes of 2017 and puts the U.S. on a path to sustainable prosperity. Really, I, I didn't know how tax law is sustainable. Taxing people more is for sustainable prosperity. Um, you can go through this and she makes her points and where the Donald Trump's tax act went wrong and how corporations book profits. We already talked about how they don't want to have this race to the bottom. This is a terrible thing, which again is one of the most anti-American things I've ever heard of. And we used to despise oil cartels, right? We used to despise oil cartel. Our cartels uh, meeting in Vienna or Zurich back in the 70s. Deciding on production. Couldn't stand that stuff. I keep thinking, and I got the song in the back of my head, The Clash, Rock the Casbah. In the video for that. But anyway, um, so we're going to form a tax cartel. Yeah, people are going to cheat, but other than that, other countries... <laughs> Listen, if I was Vladimir Putin, I, I, if I was China, I'd be like, have at it. Have at it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make our nation, we're going to clean up, we're going to make it as a business-friendly environment as possible. You move your business, you move your corporate headquarters, your locale, you move it to Russia or to China... Or, to, I don't know, it doesn't make any difference. You do that, guess what? You're not going to pay these high corporate taxes. They're going to move there. Oh, I know, we're going to capture money that is made in certain countries. Listen, if they were actually serious, this is why this is all BS, okay? Real simple, then. Um, corp bet you're going to... You're gonna, Raise the corporate tax. Why not? Why don't we just raise the corporate tax to fifty percent? How about that? Fifty percent corporate tax. Yet we eliminate the income tax. We eliminate federal income taxes. We get rid of that, and we just collect all revenue via corporations. Or better yet. My suggestion is have a national sales tax. It's a consumption tax. What do we need this tax code for? To know that this is BS, is, that's the reason why they, they kept the tax code. Same reason why Jeff Bezos doesn't, Jeff Bezos doesn't give a care. Damn, if you raise his corporate taxes to 50%, he'd find a way around it. That's why the tax code is 80,000 pages long. It's cutouts, handouts, and giveaways. That's how these politicians, that is their power source. I, I described this. This was back in the late 19... What was this? I'm trying to remember. No, no, no. No, 2006, 2007. I put it this way. The tax code, the tax code is like the yellow sun for Superman, for politicians. That's where their power comes from. It comes from there, and it comes from the Federal Registry. 
their power to regulate you, do all sorts of stuff, and also the power to tax you, and also the power to let those taxes slide. Jobless uh, claims uh, jumped uh, 744,000, which is much, much worse than expected. Over 18 million Americans are still on government jobless benefits, despite the broad openings they're calling it. Um, not really that broad. <laughs> they're kind of opening up. I mean, let's be honest here. You are a an usher, a ticket taker. You run concessions at Yankee Stadium. They're letting 10,000 people in. Are you bringing people back? I, I don't even know how they're handling con- concessions there. How are they even handling it at these parks with that level? What, you think these people, that, that's a broad reopening? No, it's not. You can't operate like that. Oh, yeah, I know. These are restaurants. What, I don't even know what they're at in New York City. Not 50%. That doesn't matter. Does it matter if an entire office building, the staff still not coming back to work? Huh? You are selling lunches? Anybody having a uh, couple of martinis at lunch? No. Nobody there. Nobody there. Um, it's gonna it's gonna take a, a massive change. I, again, I don't think people fully have grasped um, the fact that. There's gonna, it's gonna be a transformational period that takes place. I, I don't know, you know, round and round it goes. Wherever it stops, nobody knows. I know it's going to be different, different. Um, you'll see a story from time to time. People picking up cheap apartments in New York City. Whatever, whatever. You know, okay, fine. Uh, how about I, I just. You're raising taxes in areas like that. Still a very, very high taxes and tons of regulation in California. Um, some of these areas, people are just going to move. And, and, and again, the hospitality sectors, it, hotels are empty. <laughs> They're empty. Broad reopening. It's not broad. It's not a reopening. Nothing has been reopened outside of a couple states. And even if they do, it's not going to look the same. Um, you know, let's talk about this. J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon is seeing a uh, Goldilocks moment for the U.S. economy. That's what he had to say here. Um, yeah, it's it, you know, it's obviously a much rosier view than he had uh, last year. Um, he. What did he say last year? What did he have here? He said, warn shareholders to brace for a bad recession in which U.S. gross domestic product could fall by up to 35%. This was last year. He also went into surgery at that time. He's talking about all the money that's being thrown around out there and what it's going to mean. He says, a lot of money, and it's bound to cause a booming economy. And yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's going to be certain areas that are going to do very, very well. Um, the, the key is, is what do you have to say for it at the end of the day, right? What do you have to say for it? Well, I can't top of my head, the uh, uh, New Testament story about the, uh, was it? it was a, the father. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I'm not good exactly with this story. And he gives, um, that was his servants or his children, some money to go out and do something with it. And some of them didn't do anything with it, buried it. You have to be a good steward 
Okay, money's a tool. It's like anything else. And we're just going to burn it and spend it haphazardly without anything that's sustainable. It's just, it makes no sense. And that's what I see a lot of. I see a lot of pie-in-the-sky BS. Um, it was an episode. It was an episode of, uh, and we used to, I, I used to play the song. I had the, uh, it was a great uh, Simpsons song, the monorail song. And I used to play it on, when I, just when I had a local three-hour program in Tampa every single day on top of the pot, you know, everything else that I was doing. But I, I enjoyed it. And it was that uh, Obama was president, and he decided that, you know, high-speed rail was going to be the way to go. And it's, we're, we're 2021 here, and I don't know, I can't tell you how much money we've spent since the Obama stimulus, which is 2009 to 2021, okay? Think about that for a second. Got 12 years. Any, any high-speed rail anywhere? Oh, yeah, California. We're still working out here in California. California. It did get shut down. Some of the money got taken away because I was making fun of it. It was just stupid. They wanted to build a high-speed rail between Tampa and Orlando. There's two cities that are 70 miles apart. 70 miles apart, and you're going to build a high-speed rail. There's no spoke system there. Orlando is spread out as spread out could be with all the theme parks. There's no way to get off a train and get on a subway and go to Disney or see where. It's just stupid. Tampa spread out as well. Dumb. Yeah, yeah I know the people in Orlando got to want to go to the beach in Tampa Bay. And then we got to get to Tampa, and there's no beaches there. You got to go to Clearwater. You still got to get in a car, or you got to get on a bus. It's just dumb. And I used to play this uh, monorail song from the uh, Simpsons. And in, in the, the television show, um, <laughs> the, Simps- the, the, the town of Springfield gets a windfall of money. I don't remember why. I don't remember why, but I remember Mayor Quimby having a big town meeting and everybody shows up and this salesman comes in and uh, does the scarcity sale. On the citizens, ah, this idea is not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville and Ogdensville idea. Well, wait a minute. We are just as good as Shelby and Ogden. And then they build a monorail in Springfield. And it's a disaster. And they lose all of their money. Um, yeah. One of the great things about the um, the free market, when we, when we if we actually conducted ourselves and we actually had a free market. When I'm talking about free markets, you're getting rid of subsidies, you're getting rid of handouts, you're getting rid of giveaways. Is money, money will find a place. It will. Money will find a place. Uh, if the idea is good, it will get financing. If, it, if, the, if the idea is even thought of to be good, that idea will get financing. It may not work out. Business may fail. Businesses fail all the time, but the free market will do a much better job of picking and choosing than some bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. And I, for whatever reason, I don't understand how you leftists can't seem to grasp this. You think that you have some sort of superpower out there where you have control over the economy and you know what's best where money should go. If you were so good at it, man, oh man, you guys would be the greatest stock pickers on the entire planet. If you knew, but you don't, you don't. 
And money will flow to areas that will enrich the politicians because they know the people behind the business or they, they will buy the real estate around where some project is going to go. And this is where we end up with bridges to nowhere and airports that we don't need and stupid infrastructure. Stupid infrastructure projects. Yeah, what was that? Was it David Letterman? Was it stupid Petrix? Stupid infrastructure projects we end up with. I, it's, and it's fascinating. I mean, I'm here in the New York metropolitan area. I'm out here in Long Island. Um, yeah, I, I already lost a tire this uh, early spring. Uh, hit a pothole, phew, gone. And you need, it's almost like you need, you have to get rid of. You can't drive any sort of you know car during certain points of the year here because you're, you're going to lose a tire. It's, it's that bad. The roads are that horrible. The bridges falling apart. The subways. It's just, again, there's money there. I mean, they, they, they charge, you know, whatever it may be. They buy artwork and all this other stuff with it, but they can't figure out how to make all of this work. Again, it's, it's misallocation of resources. You know, Joe Biden's a big Amtrak guy. Hey, money towards Amtrak. Okay, I like trains too. All those guys that are anti-train. I love trains. When I'm in Europe, that's one of the, my favorite ways to get around and travel is to get on a train. But the entire, the continent in of itself and how it was originally structured with city-states and walled-in cities and city centers makes it different than the United States. Also, you know, where they're, how, the, how, where people live and how the demographics work. I have no problem with train travel in the Northeast corridor because it works. They can make money. It's the only area that actually can make money. The Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, DC, the Northeast corridor. It works. That could, that could fly. Again, what did they do? Remember the Accela train? <laughs> Shaved like 10, 15 minutes off the ride. It's not really high-speed rail. But again, you take a look where these trains have to go. And, you know, some of these high-speed rails, you're going to have to buy up tons of property and all sorts of property. Right? It's making it very difficult. But why do we spend money on a train that will go from, I forget the name of the, the line, from Los Angeles to New Orleans. Do we, do we really need that? Oh, I know, but the train buffs love it. I don't give a shit what the train buffs like. Can it make money? And I'll look at this and I'll turn this the same way we talk about subsidizing air travel and how we subsidize air travel into certain airports where the taxpayer has to actually help pay because the politicians are powering up that they make sure that they got to have flights coming into that area. I'm sorry, unless the airline can run a profit flying, uh, putting a flight at that airport, that airport shouldn't exist. Well, we have the right to have air travel. No, you don't. You do not have the right to have an airport close to your house. You have the right to choose to live near an airport. But you don't have that right. Again, it's, it's how we funnel money here, there, and everywhere, and it, it doesn't help by any stretch. All these, all these projects. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember. What was that Michael Moore movie? I know I'm getting off the beaten track here. 
I was making fun of Flint, Michigan. And was it the, was it the General Motors plant in Flint, Michigan that got shut down? Michael Moore did a documentary, it was Roger and Me or something like that. He's trying to interview the CEO. And they did stories on what happened in Michigan. And then they opened up some stupid museum thinking that it was going to all of a sudden attract people to the area. And it was just a political boondog. I don't think anybody in their right mind thought it was going to work. But the money went to certain contractors and certain politicians got kickbacks. People. You want, you know, the old, uh, you know, sub-reference, sub-reference, sub-reference. If you build it, they will come, but it has to make sense. Do you understand? It didn't make sense for, what was it, Ray Casella to, to build the baseball field end of his cornfield in the middle of Iowa. But again, he had ghosts coming to play. Man, it's a pretty good show. Hey, there's this guy, he's, you know, he's got these uh, you know, ghosts coming to play, and we can come watch ghosts. Hey, pretty good attraction there. You build that, it'll come, because yeah, people are going to want to see the ghosts play baseball. But let's be honest here, people. You can't just throw money at a wall and, and, and oh, something great's going to come and happen. We do the same thing with schools. Thinking, oh, just throw more money at this crap school, thinking that more money is going to make the crap school somehow a good school. It's being a bad steward of money. Anyway, um, I mentioned this, I think, in, a, in passing on the podcast over the past couple of days. And then there was a story that came out about it talking about the, uh, the government has, has got us in permanent, uh, permanent housing crisis mode. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau proposed a rule that would prohibit foreclosures through December. Prohibit foreclosures through December. It is also uh, threatened to penalize mortgage servicers and landlords who don't take action to prevent a surge in avoidable foreclosures. What does that mean? What is an avoidable foreclosure? Do, do you, and again, this is the, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It's just a bunch of a-hole liberal Ivy League bureaucrats that have never had a real job in their entire lives. What is an avoidable foreclosure? Huh? What is, can, can you explain to me what that is? Either you can afford to pay or you cannot afford to pay. Do, do you think that lending institutions want to foreclose? They lend the money because they want to get their money back plus interest. That's the deal. It's it's real simple. Do you think landlords want to go through the process of evicting people? Do you you know how many people I know? know, For years, you get those idiot so-called financial gurus, which is the rich guy, rich dad, poor dad, that rock robber, Kiyosaki moron. You get, you get, people out there and selling oh, real estate and be a landlord and rent it. I'd rather stick a hot poker in my eye. I, I really would. Yeah, How many clients I have that went out, either they, they kept their home, turned it into apartments, and have had to deal with renters, 
and people that stop paying. Not everybody is like that, but it's a risk. And, and let me tell you how risky it is. Now, it's a risk. You can't throw people out. So essentially, you get people moving in. Okay. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I don't have to pay rent. Oh, they're going to make it more difficult to throw me out. You know, what the hell? I, I remember during the financial crisis. Again, you got to be you got to be a special kind of derp. I don't know how these people live with themselves, but you would have multi million dollar waterfront properties in the uh, the city of Sarasota. Okay, very expensive homes on the water, Sarasota. People just saying, you know, I just stop paying. They had all this these Obama rules about foreclosures. By the time they kick me out of the house, it's going to you know be three years. So basically, they stopped paying. Gives a damn. They saved their money. Save their money, not pay anything on, on the uh, the house. It takes three years plus just to get them out of the house. They they lived uh, house payment free for several years, and, and many of them didn't put much money down on the house in the first place. What difference does it make? Anyway, um, again, it's kind of like rules to the universe. You, you borrow money, you pay it back. That, that's, that's the deal, right? You, you, that's the deal. If you don't pay your mortgage, they can take the house. It's not your freaking house until it's paid for. And even then, it's technically not your house because then if you stop paying your property taxes, the government will take it from you as well. Um, again, this shows you the, the brain trust that we have in, in, in Washington, D.C. Um, she's one of my senators here in New York. Can't stand her. Uh, Kirsten uh, Gillibrand um, puts out a tweet yesterday. And this is everything that's wrong. Redefining words, redefining language. Um, she, uh, she said that, um, uh, she put out a tweet, paid leave is infrastructure. Child care is infrastructure. Caregiving is infrastructure. And again, it, it, this is the United States Senator. Um, and some people mocking her stupid statements. Unicorns are infrastructure. Love is infrastructure. Herpes is infrastructure. Everything is infrastructure. Ben Shapiro. Uh, Josh Barrow, journalist. Mayonnaise is infrastructure. It supports the other flavors in the sandwich. The bread is also infrastructure, Barrow added, but the meat and cheese and tomatoes are not infrastructure. And making the sandwich is not infrastructure, but the plate is infrastructure. If everything is infrastructure, then nothing is infrastructure. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, Ben Dominic from the Federalist. Brunch is infrastructure. Kendall Jenner is infrastructure. The Snyder Cut is infrastructure. Redefining words. Redefining words. Always a problem. Always has been a problem. You redefine language and mold it and change it to what you want. This is 1984 stuff, and it's alive and well today. Anyway. You know what, guys? Have a, have a good one today. Um, watchdogonwallstreet.com. Again, our site. Take advantage of all the great stuff that we have there. Watchdogonwallstreet.com. We'll see you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.